0: back, everyone. You are listening to episode 15 of the Golden Goal Podcast. It is Monday, October 7th. Welcome back. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about some Premier League um, Premier League recap, uh, some results around the world with Bundesliga, La Liga, uh, Serie A, and then MLS Decision Day. We're going to talk at the end, uh,
1: as well as some Golden Goals at the end. How you doing, Hop? doing good man doing good um, another beautiful Monday today um, really interesting results from this weekend in the in the Premier League and some results from all over the world um, but again uh, I think uh, it's international break right this this week yes so yes. Um, fuck me in the ass I hate international break. Hey, on the bright side, you get a break from uh, United. Yeah, that's the, that depression. Yeah, that's like the only. That's the only good <laughs> thing is that uh, I get a little break of uh, the fucking ass fucking that I get every time I watch them watch them play. But, um, anyways, though, we got some good footy news to talk about, and as well, um, I think in the uh, later this week we're gonna have an interview with our buddy Lenny from Forward Madison. So we'll see when we get that set up either Wednesday or Thursday. And you guys will be able to listen to us, interview him, and, you know, talk a little bit more footy. But anyways, dude, let's get into this shit. Yeah, first game, we'll start off uh, with the Premier
0: League. Fucking Liverpool scrape out a result once again. Um, Leicester concede a 94th-minute penalty, and James Milner converts it, man. And they stay, what, 8-0? 8-0, 8-0, oh, man, eight yeah. 8-0 and oh all. And 8-0. Oh. Oh. So, fuck me in the ass. We're now eight <laughs> points behind. We'll get into that City game in a little bit. But, for the most part, Liverpool was all over Leicester in this game. Uh, James Madison did pull one back to equalize in that 80-something minute. But, for the most part, it seemed like it was all, it was all Liverpool from the parts that I watched. Um, and, ultimately, I do think it was a penalty on Albrighton fucking stupid-ass... Stupid play by him all the way around. He turns it over and then he commits the foul, just double negative basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh that it was an unnecessary foul, especially from a guy like him. You don't you shouldn't really expect him to make He's a mistake. He's been around a while. There. He's yeah. been here for a while. Um who was who was he that he fouled again? Do you remember exactly or no? I can't remember. I the think player. it was Mane. Was it Mane? Yeah. Like dude, with Salon Mane, like those two players, it's like so hard to not foul them sometimes though, just because they're so quick on their turns. Yeah. Like, it's, it, like, any, or any type of, not just those two, but any player who's, like, super quick in the Premier League or anywhere, like, honest, in any league, like, it's just so easy to follow them because, you know, by the time you already react to their step, they're already doing something else. But, I mean, you know, when you're inside the box, you shouldn't really just be lunging in for tackles, right? So, it was
0: more re-watching it. it. It was more his turnover that was the most frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was facing his own goal, and it was just a matter of, like, him just taking a terrible touch and turning the ball over inside his own box. Yeah. And then yeah.
1: committing the foul. So that was Yeah. That was the more frustrating yeah, part. No, it was it was dookie. And um quick stats. Uh Liverpool had fifty one percent. Um Leicester had forty nine. But this is where where you were saying, Lee, where Liverpool were absolute donging. Uh total shots, Liverpool had eighteen, um, six that were off target, eight that were on target, and then Leicester had two shots. Oh, one God. off target, one on target, and the one that Jesus. was on target was their was their goal. Wow! And I mean, going to Anfield, I guess you expect that, but man, I just I, I just thought that they were gonna, you know that Leicester were gonna get a couple more chances. Man, I thought they were gonna yeah, be gonna,
0: I thought you know, so too. But that just goes to show how well Liverpool defends and how hard, you know, they, yeah, how hard I, they are at home. Klopp probably really got on their ass about allowing three goals to Salzburg midweek. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. really buckled down. And honestly, that goal that Madison scored, it probably should have been saved by Adrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were, in terms of possession, you know, they let Leicester have a little bit of the ball, but as you can tell, they, they didn't they really do anything, do anything with it. it yeah. They couldn't be really be a threat at all. Um, But, yeah, Adrian probably should have saved that. But uh, that'll be a segue into the fact that it didn't matter even if they would have tied this game because City fucking lost to Wolves. So <laughs> uh, I'll give my two cents about that. Uh, that was on Sunday. I uh, got to watch all of that one. And I'll just start by saying City, City, didn't, City didn't play it as well as they normally do. They didn't move the ball as well as they did. But i also say that this game played right into Espiritu Santo's game plan. You know, this... This is the this is the Wolves team that showed up today that got results against the top six last year. Like we know, they've been struggling um, so far this season, but this is the performance that the Wolves team would put in against the top six just about every game last year. Yeah, and I think we tied them one one last year, and then I think we beat them one nothing just barely um, the second time around. Yeah, yeah. But they picked it up. They 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 absorb pressure. You know, they forced us into um, crosses in the air, which they got three towering center backs. Um, and that wasn't really, they didn't really get threatened by those. And they really clogged up the middle, made us play on the outsides, and countered in the second half. And Triore exposed Otamendi and Fernandinho with, with his pace. And same with Jimenez. And. Played right into... It was all part of the game plan. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think both goals were all off counter right? Yeah. They're all off counterattacks. They made Spiritu Santo look like... I mean, he's a great coach, no. but they made him look like a freaking Ta- genius. Like a
1: genius tactician, man. Yeah. It was like...
0: Because that is exactly how he wrote it up. Um, And I mean, a lot of teams have to play this way against City anyways, but... But
1: they do it to a T, though. They yeah, do it they, to a T. they did it so and-
0: well. They never got caught out. Willie Bali had an unbelievable game. Like, if... Whoever plays Fanduel, like when Fanduel, the center backs yeah, yeah. get points for clearances. Yeah, yeah. This dude must have had like a career day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because he probably had like ten plus clearances. <laughs> um, but Otamendi again on the first goal, diving in. I've seen it time and time again now. The dude when he gets when he gets isolated, he likes to dive in with that stupid lunging tackle that he does. Yeah. And yeah. he did that on the first goal, and Jimenez walked right around him and. Got it to Traore, and he finished it. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, no De Bruyne in this game hurt. I think he would be really the only player that could have unlocked that back line um, with those sneaky little passes and crosses that he can put in. And... Is he injured? Yeah, he had a... He he should be back after the international break, I heard. But yeah, he was just out for this game. Okay. Um, I would have liked to have seen Bernardo Silva start. Mares was non-existent and uh Rodri had a rough game too. Um and Joao Cancelo got the start in this one too. So it seems like Pep is kind of uncertain with his outside backs right now. You know, Zinchenko has been starting on the left most of the year so far and he came on in the at halftime for Kyle Walker who I heard had like an illness or something so he couldn't oh, okay. go yeah, the full yeah. 90 but um Cancelo actually started as a left back and then um he he did okay but bad bad game to drop now it's 8 point difference at the top of the standings
1: yeah um do you have anything else to add sorry i don't want to interrupt no yeah go go give your give your two cents yeah um actually so i was watch- i think Rodri and Joao Cancelo had the best ratings in this game for city out of all everyone on the city team yeah, uh, but, Gun- but Gunduan didn't have a
0: great game either. Uh, uh,
1: this is actually kind of nice how Fop Mob gives you like player effects for the game. Mm-hmm. It says uh, Rodri created the most chances in the match with five, um, was the most fouled three times, but lost the most possession two yeah, times. That's what I. That's noticed. what. That's what I, when you notice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, this is actually kind of nice how they have that. I didn't. This is a new feature, mm-hmm. I think. But for Joao Cancelo, completed the most passes, eighty-four in the match. Um, had the most tackles, four in the match, but lost the most duels, eight in the yeah,
0: match. Yeah, he all, Jao also gave up, uh, possession that led to the second goal. Yeah, bowl. so. Uh, really just a stupid pass altogether, but. Uh, but. Yeah, they really missed broina in this game. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I will give Wolves a lot of credit here. They really shut down Raheem Sterling really well. Um, he barely really got any services in, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um and when he did they were just looping balls that Bali and those two center backs other two center backs were able to just clear easily.
1: Yeah man. Uh Yeah, there's not a lot of much else to say. I mean, you kind of you you hit the nail on the coffin, but with um this Wolves team, this coach has the best personnel to play that counterattacking yeah. football. You know, he's got Adama Traore who's a fucking pace horse yeah. up front. Um, Real Jimenez isn't exactly pacey, but he's technically good, good holdup player, and had those two assists. He creates chances also. Mm-hmm. So he had two really good assists, nice passes. Um, both of them off counterattacks. And, uh, I mean, everything you said fits perfectly to how they they approach this game. It was, it was a way game at City. Um, City had 76% of the possession while Wolves had 24%. Uh, which tells you that you know all they did was sit back and wait to break on the counter. Yeah, and that's exactly and, um, what happened. Uh, they had 634 passes to so Wolves is 149, and then only two shots on goal for Wolves. Both both both, both, <laughs> both went in. So you know, uh, against the big six, this this is classic Wolves. This is the Wolves we know, right from from last yep. year. And I mean, this is they they fed in right into this, their game plan, right? They, he all, I mean, as a coach, he probably just says, you know what, we're gonna absorb this pressure. And uh, you know, right when you get the ball, quick on the break. Adama, put on your fucking put on your fucking boots, man, and just fucking yeah. start running. And uh it's all you really needed. It's all you really needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, They they have I, good they have
0: good enough players at the back to really not get put pull, get pulled out a lot. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I mean, a lot of teams, like I said, play this way against yeah, us. Yeah, no, but they
1: they just have the best personnel to play yeah, this. Yeah, like
0: you said, they have they have all the key components to do so. And there, I mean, even though they didn't score on a set piece in this game, they also have Joe Moutinho, who's a yeah, great yeah, server of yeah. the ball, and Ruben Neves, and then they got those three big center backs who are always makes them dangerous on set pieces. Mm. So, yeah, Willie Bali had – I'm surprised – was he man of the match in this game?
1: Uh, no, Triore, I Triore, guess. yeah, because he had but both
0: goals. For me, Willie Bali, man, he was an animal. He was all over the place. Uh, but, yeah, terrible game to drop. Now it's eight-point difference top the table. Uh, Jesus. And I I don't I don't see Liverpool dropping a any game anytime soon. If it is if they are, it's let's see who they got coming up. They've got us in November, but outside of that, I mean, maybe Spurs at home.
1: But yeah, that gap is getting yeah that, I bigger guess bigger and bigger. Yeah, that center back is the center back situation is really hurting you guys with Otamendi and Fernandinho. I mean, the other yeah, you're right there. Their lack of pace was really exposed in this game, um, which well you don't you don't really see with, I guess Liverpool's especially with Van Dijk, who's a pacey ass motherfucker for a mm-hmm. defender. Um, so I mean yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean you guys are with missing Laporte and. Uh, I don't even say I don't even know stones right now. I don't know if I really rate him too high right now, but yeah, I mean, Laporte, La, him in there yeah, yeah, then yeah, then Fernandinho, but yeah, Laporte's a big, big miss right now. So, but that
0: that Otamendi tackle, man. If you watch the first goal, he just like lunges in on Jimenez, yeah, and yeah. he does that's in the last two years. That's like the sixth time he's done that, in a play like very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. Why doesn't someone tell him like, hey, man, get out. Of, that's a terrible habit. Get out of that habit. Delay the play. It's a fucking counterattack. Delay the player. Allow maybe your right back to come back and retreat back and give you some support. And maybe you just slow the play down just enough to put them off. And
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: maybe it doesn't result in a goal. But instead he lunges in and he just gets taken out of the play. I don't know. But this, this is why at the beginning of the year I said he's more of a liability than someone like Stones. Mm-hmm. And definitely why they needed to try to bring in a center back now that they lost company and now Laporte is out, so they're just
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> in
0: bad shape back there. But that's all I'll say on that. And then also good for Liverpool. Other teams around the league also lost, such as the train wreck that is Spurs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, dude. I don't to even Seagulls. Know. I don't 3 even, nothing. I don't even know what to say. I didn't watch this game. I just... <laughs> I like woke up because it was an early game. It was like 6:30 or something like that. I just woke. I woke up and I st- I just started seeing, uh, bleach report updates like Loris with a absolute abysmal display or something like you know just like a yeah mistake. he got hurt in this yeah game. he got hurt in this game and I just kept on seeing the Fatma of like notifications like Brighton oh Brighton one goal two goals three goals the fucking seagulls. Scored three against Spurs, bro. The Seagulls score three goals like once a year. <laughs> no, it's it's, a, it's an anomaly if it fucking happens. And, uh, you know, had to be Spurs, man. Had to be and, Spurs. And an academy kid scored two of the goals. Dude. was Aaron Connolly kid. Yeah,
0: dude. Holy shit. So, before we get into... Uh, we won't talk too yeah, much yeah. about this game, but before we get into it a little bit, let me ask you this. Who do you think is in the biggest and... We'll talk about United in a little bit for a little while, but who do you think is in the biggest crisis mode right now? Spurs, United, or Everton?
1: So I think it's a tie between Everton and United. You think so? Um, I, I'd probably say United more just because you expect more from United than Everton. I mean, you yeah. expect you expect a lot from Everton. It's just, but um, with United and how successful they are revenue-wise, you expect them to do. They're, I think they're in a bigger crisis than Everton, right? Because you just expect them to. Yeah. At the very least, bro, you expect them to be top six. So, right. I, I I say United right now. Um, it's not looking too hot for them. Spurs. I mean, I know they're in a crisis too, but I, I still think Spurs. I mean, I don't think Spurs are gonna get top four. To be honest with you, I don't no. think they're gonna get top four. But no. I think uh I think they'll be okay. I think they'll get. I think they'll be able to get back to top six maybe. Um, but I don't think they should be as bad as United. But we'll have to see, right? I don't know. I mean, they're only two points ahead of United, so <laughs> I don't really know. I don't fucking know. Right. Um, Everton is in relegation right now. <laughs> they're in 18th. That's ridiculous. Um, so uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. I, I, it's kind of a tie between Everton and United right now, though. I yeah, say, so. Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I, I think if I were to have to pick one, I think it would probably have to be United. Um, we'll get into them in a little bit, yeah. but all three teams definitely just stink right now. Yeah, they're they are
1: stink. They're cheeks, and uh, it gives a lot of teams that you didn't really expect to be top four. To be, Arsenal's in third, which is fucking crazy. And we'll um, talk about Chelsea. Chelsea's Chelsea, Chelsea's looking nice. Chelsea's looking nice. And, but uh,
0: uh, Moussa Sissoko started right back in this game.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, see, this is, this is where I questioned the sale of Trippier and not really replacing him. Cause I don't really rate um what was it, Aurier? Aurier? is that how you Aurier. Aurier? Yeah. I don't rate him to be honest with you. So
0: I like Aurier in a three five two and he can play as a wing back. Okay, but if yeah. he has to play in a four in the back system,
1: he's no, such he, a liability. He's, he's like a he's like an Alonso for Chelsea. Yeah, he's like, exactly. He, he doesn't eat exactly defen- defensively, like bro. Like yeah, he. Don't get me wrong. Like I I I agree. He's not like a shitty player. I just I don't in a four back system. I don't rate him, man. Like yeah. you know, like you have to be able to defend. <laughs> you know, I don't think he's I, I don't think he's on a a big six uh team level. No, no, he's not. He's mid- yeah. He's like middle middle. He's like United middle middle, uh, <laughs> middle class type outside back. Um, but um, another another thing to note from this
0: game, I know Loris like he's gonna be. I heard he's, he's out, out for a while. He's out till twenty twenty with a dislocated elbow. Um,
1: Who's their backup keeper? Gazaniga.
0: Uh, it's not Vorm. It used to be Vorm. I don't know what happened to Vorm, actually. But uh, that'll be a big blow for them. But another thing to note in this game, not only did they get blown out like 3 nothing, but if you look at the stats in this game, Brighton. 17 shots. 17 shots, dude. When's the last time you've seen
1: Brighton with more than 15 shots in a game? Beyond me, I don't, know, me. Bro. I don't, I don't think they had had 15 shots this might since be they their, got promoted. I think, this, I think this, is the best game in the Premier League they've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, that one time they beat United too. but <laughs> I don't think they had 15 shots. <laughs> I don't shots, think they had so. 15 shots though, bro. And they didn't score three fucking goals. No, that's yeah, for sure. you're right. So, I mean, so, yeah, this is probably their best performance ever in the Premier League. So. hit the post once. So
0: not only did Spurs get beat in this game, but they got dominated by Brighton. Who had, had, I think, one win before this game. Yeah, yeah they man. had
1: one one win against uh Watford. <laughs> yeah, dude, and like <laughs> who's they stinky. they had like their top players, bro. And don't belly again, bro. I just man. I had such high hopes for him too. We were
0: talking at the beginning of the year, I, I even I think this was before we even started this podcast and on the off season when you were like jealous that they got this number six in Dombele yeah, and they beat yeah. you guys to it. And he's been very underwhelming I so know. far.
1: It's, dude, it's all the guys that have been coming from the French League. Pepe, I mean, I know Pepe got an, got an assist against Bournemouth, still, but still, though. like Pepe and Dombele, they've been really like not nothing to special. French League, bro. man. Farmers League, hard to make that jump. It, it is hard to make that jump now. And so now it really questions whether, if I'm a scout for any top team, I'm really questioning whether or not. You know the the kids in the in the French league or anyone you're scouting the French league can really do it in the Premier League. At this rate, if I'm a scout, I'm viewing
0: a star in the French league as like a depth piece or a squad player. Yeah, unless you're like Not Mbappe, a unless you're like Mbappe. Yeah, unless unless yeah. it's someone from fucking PSG and Lyon's got some good players too. No, yeah. But everyone else, like even Marseille, like I don't know if they have. I don't know if they have anyone who could start for a big six team. No, yeah. Um. And and play well consistently. So yeah, um, skeptical of the they should be skeptical of the French signings going forward from the French league. Uh, but yeah, that's all it will say about that game. Um, Everton losing to Burnley. Yeah,
1: they're stinking. Oh my bro. god,
0: dude! Seamus Coleman gets sent off in this game. Why it, it's it's Monday. This game was on Saturday. Why did I not wake up on Sunday and see Marco Silva
1: has been ousted as coach? <laughs> Dude, yeah, I don't Seriously. know. I mean, they have six goals for, thirteen against. They're in. What the, are they waiting for? They're in. They're in the negatives on goal difference, which is. I, I know Everton have had like some bad seasons, but I don't think I've ever seen an Everton team this bad in a while. And on paper, dude, they're good. I know they're, they're good. good. Dude, could they be the next Fulham? Maybe. I mean, if Everton if Everton get relegated, that's fucked.
0: I on paper, know. I think this Everton team is better than the Fulham team last year. But yeah, you could put them in the same category. I mean, they brought in Delft this year. Lucas Digne is a solid player. I feel like a broken record at this point. But I know uh, Gil, they don't have. I mean, they're not playing Moise Keane, so Calvert Lewin's not going to score you 15 goals a year. Where um, Charleston had a decent year last year, Awobi hasn't hasn't been producing. But if you change your cl- your coach, a change can do so much. You have no idea. I see it in the MLS a lot. How as soon as you change coaches, things change dramatically, um, and you could you see it all over the world. They need. They to just end. need to pull the trigger. They cannot wait until this gets worse. Which it can't get much worse than this. But you don't want to that that gap between the relegation zone and. Fifteenth place to get too too much bigger because the way you're playing, you don't want to dig yourself too much of a more hole. No, dude, man,
1: yeah. They just, I think, I they just need, I need a new coach. I I agree. I mean, they they need something a fresh, a fresh start. Uh, and now at this point, it's not even about fighting for a top six place. It's just about not getting relegated. I think at this yeah. point, bro. Yeah. Um, and they were a team
0: coming into this year that, not just us, but like pundits and stuff were saying, this is a team that could, you know, oust someone from the one of the
1: usual top six teams and make their way in there. Yeah. And here they are. Here they are, man. Sitting in the fucking basement. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not much that needs to be said, right? We've talked about these guys for a while. I don't know how long Marco Silva's been at Everton for. Not that long, but uh, shouldn't be there much longer. May 2018. So... I
0: swear to God, if they go out and bring in, like, one of those managers that just always seems to go through the rotation, like, like Steve, Sam Steve, Allardyce. Like Steve Bruce or something. someone that's going to get <laughs> Steve them. Bruce, Sam Allardyce. Steve Bruce,
1: like, the guys whose job is for teams not to get relegated. Like, they yeah. hire them. Just yeah. So not like,
0: you guys have more ambition than that. I'm telling you, Rafa Benitez. I'll say it, I said it a few weeks ago. I'll say it again. Dude, he that's... would be the perfect man for this job.
1: Dude, that's why I want United to sign. <laughs> Rafa Benitez? <laughs> I'm being honest with you. I mean... I need a savior at this point, bro. But we'll get into that. We'll get into them in a second. But well, yeah, well, let's let's let's, but, ju- let's but, jump into that rip that band-aid off. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, I'll get into that right now. Um So they lost to Pooh Castle 1-0 <laughs> and, and Newcastle. Um Fun fact, um the Longstaff brothers played together in the mid and uh, it wasn't Sean Longstaff, the one we were trying to recruit. To come play Ironically. for us, it was uh Matthew Longstaff, the 19-year-old little younger brother, on his debut scored both, against both Gingys, both Gingys scored against uh, scored against United to make it one They showed their they showed their soul in this game, um, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know they definitely sold their soul, bro, or were just really that fucking cheeks too. Um, let me give you the stats He's, real this quick. This
0: was his debut, right, Matthew Longstaff? Yeah, that was
1: his debut, bro, debut. Uh, I'll give you the I'll give you the quick uh the stats right here. So. We had sixty-eight percent of the possession. They had thirty-two percent. Um, even in shots. Even in shots. Yeah, yeah. Even in shots. Uh, accurate passes, five hundred twelve to their two hundred four. I mean, in terms of possession, you guys don't know like, what you guys don't no, know what to do. No, that's with what it. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. In terms of possession, it looks like on paper it looks like we dominated the game. But if you if you watch this game, like we had all this possession. We just didn't know what to do with it. It was just, you know, side-to-side passing, no game plan on what to do. I think Rashford had, like, 20 touches this game, this whole entire game. Uh, I I just... You're probably just out of things to say. There's a lot of things to say. I'm trying to think of what, like, I don't want to go on too long because it's pretty obvious what's what's happening here. Uh, We're two points uh, ahead of the relegation right now. We're in 12th place. Uh... Let's see how many goals and shit we have. Nine goals, four. Four of those came from the first game. So five goals if you don't include that Chelsea game. Yeah. And eight against. We don't have. We don't have a lot of goals against. We just don't score any fucking goals, cause you know we don't know what to do with the fucking possession that we have. Don't have a striker. Don't have a don't striker. Have, don't have any creativity. Don't have yeah. Our our team our team going into this this year was already thin, and. I was I in my head, this is what I was thinking. We're three injuries away from being a team that's fighting relegation. Three, four and injuries sure away. Enough, and sure enough, that's what's going on right now. Agba Martial and uh And Luke Shaw Luke and Wan Bissaka were injured this game. Or Wambasaka was sick or something. I don't know what it was, but uh I mean dude, this is you know so now we're we're talking about like what's going on with Ole and all this stuff. It it's pretty clear now. Before Ole got the job as a permanent manager, the way he played was a little bit more fearless because he wasn't on the hot seat, right? He was just a caretaker manager. So he was just his job was just to kind of, at first, to bring in um, intensity and pace and fluidity to the game, and he did that perfectly as a caretaker manager. But once he got the job, it kind of seemed like he's, he got scared now, right? So now he's kind of playing just, you know, Sitting back like very pragmatic uh, soccer again, and dude, like you, you like if, if I'm if if I'm the board, I bring Ole in and I'm like, um, why aren't you playing like more attacking football? Like you know, why aren't you like? I mean, I I get it. He doesn't have the players, but with these players, you still be able to beat Newcastle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you still absolutely. be able to beat Newcastle. So this coaching team, I don't know what the hell they're doing. These coaches but they're not playing the way that they should be playing. They're playing very pragmatic soccer right now. They're not doing sh- anything with their possession like you should not you should be able to go to Newcastle away and dominate possession and dominate in shots and just and, and be able to attack attack. You, you you shouldn't be you know be a team that's just passing around not doing anything with the ball. No matter how shitty your team is, you should still be able to be Newcastle. Uh and uh at this point, bro, like it's not just one single thing that's wrong. Like I'll I'll, t- I'll I'll give you the three things that's wrong with this club right now, and it's everything. It's the players. <laughs> we need, uh, we need like a whole entire new like six. We need like six, seven players. It's the players. It's the ma- the the managing, and it's the board. It's all three now. At this yeah. point, it's all three. It's all three at this point. How do you fix that? Well,
0: starts at the top. It
1: starts at the top. You. With Woodward, you just put them in charge of brand. You hire a director of football who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Um, And with Ole, you bring them in and you sit them down and you say, look, you got to figure out a new way to play that's like a lot more exciting, a lot more attacking, or we're going to fire you. You know, like yeah. I'm going to fire you. And with the players, I mean, you can't do anything right now, right? Because we don't have transfer windows. But I think every transfer window, at the very least, net spend, you need to be spending $250 million, net spend. Not like you know i'm talking about net spend like yeah. not you know you, every every transfer window including january 250 million every that's the only way you're going to be able to bring back like this club uh and there's something i saw like the reason why united is such a global brand is because they were doing really well as a football club yeah time history so now you have to go back to those roots you know, you have to go back to being a good football club, not a good global brand, a good football club. And right now, they're a terrible football club. Well, and it seems like, I'll,
0: I'll give my, my response to all those, all those thoughts, but it seems like all the way down to the roots here, even like with the, because we see a lot of academy guys in the squad now, a lot of younger players, they seem to, not know what it means to represent a club of the magnitude and the size of Manchester oh. United. Like, yeah, they, they don't have all the pieces to be a top-six team this year, but if they played the way, like, the with the identity and the passion that players had under Sir Alex, like how it used to yeah, be, yeah. they're winning this game against Southampton earlier in this season. They're not losing to Crystal Palace. They're maybe getting a point on the road to West Ham, and they're beating Newcastle. Like like you said, he doesn't have all, all of the pieces to be a top-six team this year. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. But he has enough to, you know, if he's really motivating these players the way he should be doing as a, as a manager and reminding them what it means to put on the jersey and represent Manchester United, if he's doing those things and being a manager of people before players, yeah, yeah. they're, I mean, I'm not saying they're sitting pretty by any means, but they're not two points from relegation, no, that's for no. sure. And like I, I've, I've talked about it before, the most concerning thing for United right now is they've lost their identity. Yeah, They don't, it. That whole identity that they used to have is gone. So I mean, one thing is to not get results, but the other thing is to not seem to really fight for the results.
1: No, I agree, and uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. There's no leadership, first of all, among the players. Yeah, that's maybe a good point. maybe Harry Maguire, but he just came, right? Like yeah. you know, um, there's no leadership in the managing. I mean, you have Michael Carrick's assistant, like my. Uh, you played for United, like Michael. Like you, yeah, played, he should he should you, step up. And you you played for United. You know yeah. what it means. To, you played with one of the greatest teams in in the Premier League with Sir. Like, how can you not fire these? You know. And yeah. So that's that's what's really. Yeah, taking that's me not an excuse. That, you have two ex players. You have two ex players who have played well for no. Who know what it means to play for Manchester United and know what the identity is, and you still can't. Like I I just I, I can't understand it. So yeah. there's that, and then there's no leadership among the board either. There's no absolute yeah. nothing. There's nothing there, and uh, you're. And when we, I was getting back to like a game plan and identity, so we were you know all these all these Manchester United fans were all like jerking each other off when we beat Chelsea four one at home. But I want to tell you this: we didn't even deserve to win that game. Chelsea dominated that game, and we, they just. We they just got unlucky that we you know came in with a counterattacking football and we got lucky you know we just got the goals right yeah but it, Lampard had a vision Chelsea had a vision on how they wanted to play and now they're look at where they're at now ahead of us
0: yeah playing playing fun to watch fun, entertaining
1: and that's that's all I wanted I, I I didn't care if we sometimes we get our shit tossed four one as long as you have a game plan on how you want to play and you follow it. Yeah. But see Ole though he doesn't what, have it, what, one, no doesn't no no what I what like. I mean, what he's been doing now what, what's you know at, at first I said let's give him some time but I'm starting to lose my patience now because he was saying oh we're gonna play the youth we're gonna play attacking football you'd be surprised the players that want to come here you know what everything that you've been saying has been out of your ass like you haven't everything you promised that's all PR all that all you, everything that you promised hasn't you know what I want to see you have some balls and take some chances and you know do what you're actually gonna say. Yeah. Because the way you're playing right now, the safe soccer, playing Mata still, all this stuff, it's not working, bro, and we're losing. Yeah, so it's, it's like, just passive. It's just passive. I rather, there's I, no creativity I rather, whatsoever. I'd rather you play a 19-year-old there consistently, even though you know you might not get the results out of him, but at least you're growing him. Mata, he's done, dude. He's done. Yeah. What is he going to give you? He's done. Like He's not yeah. going to get better. And uh, so... I don't know man, it's dark times and, and you know what? The first thing they really need to do, man, is hire a director of football.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think like like exactly like you said, don't get rid of Woodward because the team is still like profiting ridiculously. So yeah. the guy knows what he's doing from a business side of things, but soccer side of things he has no no, no fucking clue. He's not even in the conversation no, he shouldn't be. No. As like the director of football at Liverpool or City or anyone like that. So you're right, they need one of those to just focus on the soccer side. And he should just do the business side of things. And if they can establish that, that'll be a huge step for them. It'll make so much more of a difference, more than they think. But I, my opinion is, I think this is at losing to Newcastle. First of all, this Newcastle team is garbage. Oh yeah it, yeah, it goes without saying they're garbage, and they'll be with. They'll always stay down within the relegation zone this year. I think losing to this Newcastle team who's really not much better than the Huddersfield that was terrible last year is, like, probably the lowest point in the last 50 years of United history,
1: in my opinion. Uh, Dude, the only reason they haven't done anything drastic is because the money's still coming in. But I'm telling you, man, all they're doing is shoving everything under the rug and turning a blind eye. And it's gonna and it's already biting you in the ass, but it's gonna keep on biting you in the ass now. And I don't know what it's gonna take, man, because like I don't know if it's gonna take us getting relegated. Because I'm actually scared that we might get relegated. But this is how bad we're playing, dude. And, and I mean, let's look at let's look at your next I'm, three I games. Mean, let's look at our next three games, bro. They're hard. It's a hard lineup. I mean, our hard uh, fi- they're got, hard fixtures. You've got Liverpool next. Like uh, there's I don't have a lot of like I'm actually nervous that that we can actually. We're gonna be fighting for relegation. To yeah, you've forward. got you've got Liverpool next, then you gotta go to
0: Norwich, who's, I don't know what's happened yeah. with them. Then but, Chelsea, but you have to you have to go to Norwich after playing on Thursday, in fucking Europa League, Belgrade. Um, then oh, uh, Carabao Cup. Uh, we're not even gonna mention yeah. that. Away to Bournemouth, who's great at home. Um, I mean, then you got Brighton, and then you got Sheffield. So I feel, but,
1: th- but these are the teams that could beat us. I feel like still, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I mean, if
0: Newcastle can beat you guys, anyone can beat can you beat guys. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying, bro. So like, I I just don't have a lot of hope right now. And then we got Tottenham, Man City, Everton. Like, I don't even know, man. It's just like, I don't know. So, um, a lot of problems going on right now. Um, and uh, you know, the fa- the fact of the matter, I'll be, and this is my last thing I'll say, and then we can move on. Um. So we, you have like Rashford right now. You have Rashford and all these young players who are not playing well. And back in the old United teams, it was so easy to just rest these players and kind of like have them sit down and get like a mental break. Cause you're you're expecting twenty two year olds to like carry this team. Yeah. And like back in the day, bro, like on a good team, what you could do is sit down. Like it was like it's like a Gabriel Jesus. If Gabriel Jesus is having a a bad like couple weeks, you sit them down and you put in aguero. Yeah, but who, who do we have? <laughs> you know, no. green one, a 17 year old. Yeah, it's like, dude, like it, it's ridiculous. So, um, a lot of problems, and uh, we'll see, we'll see if they get fixed or not. I, I don't think so, but until we start losing money, yeah, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get worse. it's gonna get a lot worse. This is a low, it but
0: it's gonna stay, it's gonna stay low for a while, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that St. Maxon guy from Newcastle, he had a good had game. A game. It was nice to see Yedlin back in the lineup uh with a win as well. Uh but that Newcastle team is still gonna still gonna yeah, struggle. Yeah. Um but yeah, that'll do it for the uh major games. Uh other results around the league. Norwich man, I don't know what the fuck happened to them. Haven't won since they beat City. Uh, <laughs> losing five one to Aston oh, Villa. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. This if... guy his name Wesley, he had a hat trick and he missed a penalty, <laughs> or he had two goals two goals and an assist, but he could have had a hat-trick if he didn't miss that penalty. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Norwich, man. Um, they're a good enough team on paper to be not where they are. Uh, but, hey, that's the that same thing with Everton. Yeah. Uh, Watford and Sheffield, that game happened. It ended 0-0. Palace, man, 2-1 over West Ham. That moves them into the fourth place, I think. Yeah. And then yesterday, Arsenal 1-0 over Bournemouth, uh, Chelsea 4-1 over Southampton, Pulisic got a pull assist in yep. that one, yep. uh, <laughs> coming on as a sub, good to see him back in the 18, hopefully like we said, he needed to start putting in some, some numbers, hopefully that helps him, uh, but yeah, Arsenal squeak out a result against Bournemouth, so Arsenal's only one point behind City now, and then big gap at the top of the table, but... Yeah, we'll move on to the rest of the league, or the rest of the world, I should say. Um, our two games to watch for this weekend, Juve over, Nop, or Juve over uh, Inter Milan, 2-1 on the road. It was a really good game. The
1: Hig-Higuain Dude, yeah, he scored cool. the winner in that one. Uh, that was a good game, bro. That was a good game. Um... Who was that one kid we were that not kid um who was that one argentinian striker? martinez um was it martinez he scored a pk yeah, for yeah he Inter. scored the pk um Higuain had a, had a goal and then who had the who had the first goal for Juve? dibala he had
0: a all around he had a really good game start to finish uh he came off in the 70th minute but um he had a he had a really good game um was very dangerous created a lot of chances had a few shots um but Juve now goes top of the table um, only four goals allowed for Inter Milan and two of them came in this game that's pretty impressive yeah, from a defensive standpoint um, but I still think those those two teams are gonna go neck and neck um, it'll be interesting to see how the reverse fixture goes when they're at Juventus Um, and then the other game of the weekend to watch
1: we had Sevilla and Barcelona, which we thought was going to be a lot closer, closer than yeah. it was. Barca ended up blowing out Sevilla four zero, which I'm disappointed. Sevilla kind of just did not play too well. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot to be said about that game. They just got blown out. Um, some not- other notable games though. Um, oh yeah, Messi had his first goal apparently like in 108 days. I know he was injured for most of that, but it was like his longest um, his longest streak without a goal. It was like 108 days. Wow. Um, but he was injured for like a long time too though yeah. so that kind of factored into that. But he had his first goal, nice free kick. Um, but other uh interesting results, uh Bayern Leverkusen tied uh, Leipzig 1-1. Bayern Munich lost to Hoffenheim 2-1. And then Borussia Dortmund man, they t- they've been tying a lot, 2-2 so against that was, Freiburg. That was a
0: story of their like back third of the season last year yeah, when they blew that title lead.
1: I mean, uh, uh, let's see. They well,
0: credit to Freiburg, man. I tell, I said last week, you know, they were up there towards the top of the standings, but they hadn't really played anyone great yet. But here they go. They get a, they get a tie against uh, Dortmund, so that's that's a bit of a statement for them.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, yeah.
0: Hoffenheim away to Bayern. Another good team that we didn't even mention in the last episode. when We were talking about how good that top eight of the standings yeah. were in the Bundesliga. Another good team, Hoffenheim, get a result on the road. Schalke could have gone top of the table, but they blew it against Cologne. And now, Borussia Mönchengladbach, top of the table, 16 points.
1: (laughs) That's crazy, dude. And
0: Wolfsburg, man, they're undefeated still, 4-3-0. Oh, nice. Um, John Brooks, the uh, U.S.-American international center back, he plays for Wolfsburg. He usually starts. I think he's injured right now. Beast, beast. Yeah, so... Oh, man, the Bundesliga. I cannot wait for them to come on ESPN Plus because this league is great. Wow.
1: Um I was looking at Dortmund's uh, last 5 games. They tied every game besides one in the Champions League 2-0 against Slavia Prague. All the other four every, are ties. Are, every other every other four have been ties.
0: Yeah, they're going to be kicking themselves for that um if they don't if they don't win the league this year, which it is fucking wide open,
1: let me tell you. Oh yeah. They're scoring a shit ton of goals, bro. They're just allowing—I mean, they're just allowing the you know these teams to come back. But yeah, no, it should be this league should be a, a good one, man. It should be a good one. It's gotta be—it's gonna be interesting to see how this turns out because a lot of these like the Wolfsburgs, the Borussia, match and then like Friedberg, <laughs> Leipzig. I mean, they're all teams that can you know they can grab it maybe you know if they just stay consistent throughout the season. Yeah, so only two points separate
0: first place from seventh place. So there is, there is going to be a lot of switching
1: up. are going to be a lot of teams changes of first place. I think. Oh yeah. Um, throughout yeah. the year. Oh yeah, I agree for sure. Yeah, we're going to be. We're, we're, there's still going to be a lot more madness to come, and we'll be here to, to make sure we we talk about it. Yeah. So then,
0: uh, last bit of around the world. Uh, MLS decision date was this weekend. So this was the last regular season game. Um, every game started at three o'clock on Sunday. Um, which they've been doing that for a few seasons now. I really like that concept, um, especially for the teams that comes down to the last game for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is now Monday, and the playoff bracket is set. LAFC supporter shield. Carlos Vela takes home Golden Boot. 34 goals and 15 assists this guy had.
1: Yeah, dude, I saw that. Unfucking real bro. That
0: has to be... Has to be the best individual MLS season in history. Thirty—that's crazy, bro. Thirty-four goals and fifteen assists in thirty-four games, and some of those he was injured for, so not even thirty-four games. That is asinine,
1: dude. That's he's he popped off, bro. And one of the goals he scored this week was a fucking bike, yeah, <laughs> even his heady So he's like, dude, he's popping off for sure, bro. I mean, I thought Yosef. Had a fucking hell of a fucking season. Yeah. And Vela just came in. It's that Maxi power, bro. That's what I'm saying. And they
0: also they also set the record for the best um, or the most the highest point total in a season, seventy two points this weekend. So like we said, they're probably gonna be favorites to win it this year, but it is single game elimination. And I wanna point out now the bracket is set, Minnesota United is gonna host LA Galaxy. And the winner of that game plays LAFC. So if LA Galaxy and Zlatan can get a
1: result, yeah, I saw how that.
0: electric will that be if it's I, LA in the next
1: in the next round. I'd be sweating if I'm uh, LAFC, bro, because LA Galaxy have their number, bro. Right, so, like, they do. So how how unlucky that <laughs> how unlucky is that though that they like they get a bye week, but then exactly. Uh, and if things had gone differently on fucking decision day,
0: that scenario maybe doesn't present itself. LA, LA Galaxy would maybe play a different team and maybe they wouldn't meet until the conference final, which will be less likely. But yeah, all they got to do is beat Minnesota and it's at LAFC and all LA uh, conference semifinal. I think that would be, that would be nuts. Yeah, that'd be crazy, bro. Even though I like Minnesota and I love the, their new stadium that they have this year and their atmosphere that they get. And I'm kind of pulling for them because this is their first ever playoff appearance that would be nuts if LA beats them and it's all LA in the next
1: round. Man. I, I could already see Zlatan just scoring a hattie in that game. <laughs> that'd be that'd be crazy, bro. Um still disappointed that the that the fire's not in it though. Hey, the fire capped off the season with a win though.
0: Five two in Orlando. It's only their second road win of the year, <laughs> which really bit them in the ass this year. Imagine if they had just just won four games on the road. Four games. That's that's crazy. They'd be in the playoff. They missed the playoffs by three points. Three points. But, you know, this game, I'll just talk about it for two seconds. Fire scored five goals in this game. I know it didn't quite mean anything because both teams were eliminated, but I got to watch the second half, and it's like what could have been because they play so – they have these games where they score five goals, and they play so well – but if they just did that consistently during the year for like a string of three or four games where they got two or three wins in a row, which I don't think they ever did, they'd be sitting pretty. It yeah, wouldn't have come yeah, down to the last yeah, two weeks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. dude.
1: Uh, hopefully, the, hopefully we get new coaching staff. But then, let's see. Portland
0: squeaks in. On decision day, they beat San Jose. So, Western Conference. Seattle plays FC Dallas. Real Salt Lake... Hosting Portland, and then that Minnesota LA game is going to be unbelievable. And then the Eastern Conference: Atlanta against New England. Um, they actually just played this weekend, so they got to play again. Uh, Red Bulls against Philly, and Toronto versus DC United. Um, I'm excited for I'm excited for MLS playoffs, um, especially now that they're single game elimination.
1: They don't drag out as much. They'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think they'll. Be, yeah, yeah. I, I like the. I I like how there's not two legs. It kind of keeps things interesting. So, um, I'm looking forward to watch watching these uh, MLS playoffs. It should be a fun show. And uh, a good segue
0: is both of our golden goals, I believe, for the weekend, both come from MLS.
1: Yeah, indeed. So, uh, what do you got? Uh, mine comes from the one and only. Zlatan Ibrahimovic against Houston Dynamo. They actually ended up losing this game 4-2, but Zlatan scored in the ninth in the ninth minute, and he had a little cheeky, a uh, little cheeky goal. He was uh at the he was close to the edge of the box, like the corner, like left corner, you know, like the little, like the yeah. like the side of the at the edge of the box, and uh, the keeper was off his line. But so Zlatan is like kind of just like has the ball. Well, he didn't even have like a run up. It was just like right by his feet. But he sees that the keeper's off his and line. He dinks him. He just dinks him and like hits the right, uh, the right side of the goal, like the side netting. And the keeper, I mean, he had he couldn't do anything about He's it. He, class. he got cu- yeah, he got caught off caught off his line. Fine wine, man. Fine wine, bro. Well, bitch. I think he
0: just turned 38
1: like last week. He's like dude eh. still do pulling stuff like that. He's like the. Like the French wine, man, you know, in the vineyards, he just, he just gets better and better as it matures. He'll play till he's like, I bet you he'll play till like he's forty two, and he'll still like. I be hope, a beast. dude. If I'm the fire, I'd sign him anyway. I get him like whatever the <laughs> fuck you want, honestly. Uh, yeah. No, so it was a really nice goal. We'll put that up on uh, on our Twitter feed. Mine comes from our beloved Chicago Fire.
0: Um, can't. It's hard to pronounce his name. Polish winger, Szymislaw Frankowski scored a back heel in the game against Orlando. Um so not only was the finish like unbelievable, but the buildup was really well it was really good. Uh our boy Dax McCarty dummied it to him. And his back is the goal. He back it from past the penalty spot. I don't even know how he got enough power behind it, but back it from past the penalty spot. Found the bottom yeah. corner. I think it was the
1: Yeah, I'm watching it.
0: I think it was the third goal. But unbelievable. He's had (laughs) – he got Team of the Week this week. uh, For the third time in five weeks, that guy got Team of the Week for MLS. So he really finished the season out strong. He's a Polish international. He's only 24. Um, So I'm looking forward – he's under contract for next year. So I'm looking forward to seeing him in action again next year. He's been an exciting
1: acquisition for them. Can we talk about how bad Orlando has been? Orlando just fired their coach this morning. Oh, really? They just fired him? Dude, like – they have a good team, also. And you, they, know you know what? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, actually, I'm going to say this. You know, you're bad when you finished under the fire. <laughs> yeah. And even though the fire had a good team on paper this
0: year, Orlando did too. And they played defensively, they've been a train wreck since they've come to MLS, but they were so much better defensively this year. They brought in some defenders and they brought in Nani. They have fucking Nani on their team. But Dom Dwyer, the U.S. striker. Mm hmm. You know, he's he's a designated player for them, and dude's been... I think he's got like four or five goals on the year. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible output if you're going to be getting paid that much you, money you to think, be the guy. You the, think they're going to get rid of him? Uh, I think they'd have to sell him because I think his contract is still good for the next year or so. So someone would have to buy him, and I, I don't see him being coveted right now, especially with how he's been playing. But, you know... I'm actually kind of glad you brought that up because Orlando's in one of those situations that United's kind of in where they have just the bad front office going on. Yeah. And they're kind of... They're going through managers really quick, mm-hmm. trying to find the one that works. And they've got a lot of dead wood from, like, the old manager. Yeah, yeah, They don't really flush out. And then this new manager gets stuck with them and they some of those guys aren't part of his plans, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so this guy that they just got rid of actually came. He was a USL coach for Louisville city and he got, I think half a season last year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like they didn't do well last year either, yeah, but they yeah. weren't going to fire him. They wanted to give him a full year. And then this year, like you said, he second to last place in the East.
1: That's what I'm saying, bro. They finished under the
0: fire. Like, that's yeah. crazy. That's and crazy. they gave up five goals to the fire too last game at home. So, I feel for him because you know, he only did get a one full season, but it's more of it comes at the top because you know, they had still had so many holes in their team this year and they didn't film they still haven't made a playoff had a had a playoff berth and they've this is their third or fourth season in the league and even Minnesota's now got a playoff berth. So They've got a lot to learn still, and I feel bad because that fan base in Orlando was really good. Like, they get good crowds out. They have a good atmosphere.
1: Stadium yeah, yeah. is beautiful. No, no, yeah, yeah. They, it's it's a recipe for success, you know. Like, yeah. There you go. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, just crazy have, what a good director of football or good yeah, like, GM GM can. could do for you for yeah. your team. So, um, that's all. Just comes down to structure. Um, and then I feel for because our buddy Chris too that we used to play soccer with. He plays over there, so... Yeah, Chris Kyle Mueller. Huck, so we He's a him. fan favorite over there, oh, so yeah. shout-out to, yeah, to Chris Mueller. Shout-out um, to Chris Mueller. We want him to do well, and we want the team to do well over there. So hopefully, you know... Hopefully they uh, they figure it out for next season, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but that will, I think, do it for this episode. You got anything else Dan? Uh, No, no. Uh, that's it, man. That's it. Uh, Actually, before, make sure... If we have any new subscribers or... Or people who've been listening to us, or if you haven't left the review, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts for us. Helps us a ton, guys. Um, please go do it. Just you know, it, you know, um, takes like twenty seconds to do, and we would appreciate all the support um, from you guys. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so far, so good. Um, again, we have that we're gonna do that interview with Lenny either Wednesday or Thursday. So. We'll have that out for you guys. It probably won't be a, a long one. It'll probably be a short one just because we it is international break. Um, yeah, yeah. He yeah, Ford Madison just clinched a playoff spot in their
0: inaugural season for USL League One. Um, they have a playoff game this Saturday uh, against North Texas, which is uh, FC Dallas' is like, uh, uh, USL affiliate team. Um, but yeah, Eric Leonard, midfielder for Ford Madison. Um, we're going to have him on. 15, 20-minute interview on uh, Wednesday or Thursday this week. Um, So be on the lookout for that. Uh, We'll put that on Twitter Um, the day that it happens. um, We're shooting for Wednesday or Thursday, like I said. Uh, But, yeah, go follow us on Twitter as well, at golden underscore goal pod. Uh, Once again, that's at golden underscore goal, P-O-D. So go follow us on there. Uh, We're going to put those golden goals on there as well. Uh, but until there, other than that, we will see you
1: guys next time. Yeah. Peace out, fellas.